Hello, welcome back to the Millennial Music Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Andre Flood. If you listened to the last episode, you will know that it was different from usual. I usually update everyone on how I'm growing so far on YouTube, how how's the website going, different things that are happening in the business, and how how that's going, and the lessons learned. The last podcast was essentially just me ranting for the most part, having a thought experiment about how difficult it is to produce YouTube videos in and of itself. And the reason I went on that rant was because I had my first of, I'm sure, many frustrating days. As a quick summary, I wanted to improve the production value of the music in my YouTube videos. I make music YouTube videos that are that are guitar instruction, so I'm playing guitar and teaching, but I kind of wanted to create a nice ambiance behind it to kind of enhance the lesson. And so I planned to do that yesterday, and I spent the entire day realizing I didn't know how to do music production, at least to the quality that I hear it in my head. Um, for other artists, I don't just mean musicians, but, you know, sculptors, writers, whatever the case may be. I'm sure you've all experienced this at some point in your development where you have something in your mind or in your ear or in your vision that you want to be a reality. And so you sit down to do it, to create it, however, however that is, right? If you're a sculptor, you sit down with clay and you try to mold it. If you're a musician, you sit down with your instrument and try to write it or, or create it. But something happens with artists where the thing that is in our head doesn't always come out in the real world. And it's a very, very frustrating thing. And again, if, I'm ta- if you're an artist, I'm sure you've experienced this. But for those who are not artists, it's this, it's this weird feeling where you know what you want and you think you should have the skills to create that thing. And yet, when you start creating, and when you finish it, that thing doesn't happen. It, it's very, very upsetting. And I don't run into that as often with guitar anymore because I've been playing guitar for 18 years. And for better or for worse, I kind of have an idea of what I, what I sound like, what it's going to sound like, how it... Um, and the process to getting to what I want to what I want to create with music. I kind of have that figured out after my years of practice and playing. But any artistic endeavor you start, that whole process starts all over again. So when you start to learn how to film, you have to figure out, you have an idea of how you want your video to look, and then you try filming, and it looks nothing like how you thought it would look in your head. And so yesterday I went through that process with sound production, which is something I'm not very experienced in. And it was very frustrating to realize that for me to get to the level I want to be at for my YouTube videos is going to take a lot of work and a lot more work on top of the already a lot of work that I have to do just to make the videos themselves. So that's what the last podcast was about. It was me in that state of being frustrated and just expressing what, what, what I was feeling. So today I woke up, obviously, uh, and I went through my normal morning routine, wake up, meditate for a few minutes, have a, make the coffee, come downstairs, sit down to practice. I practice for two hours right now because I have a busy day. 
And usually while I'm practicing for that two hours, I kind of, I kind of relax. So I almost always wake up with a very, very strong sense of urgency. Some people will call it anxiety, but I think anxiety gives that feeling a negative connotation. And I don't think it has to be negative. Uh, I just have an ambition, a drive to move, to create, to do something. As soon as I wake up, I'm a morning person. So usually when I sit down to practice, that is something that I can do to kind of quench that high energy. It helps me settle down. It helps me get my thoughts together. And so while I was practicing, I kind of think I, I think I solved the issue that I was having yesterday. The heart of the issue, well, there's two parts to the issue. The first part is what I just described, having a vision, not being able to achieve that vision immediately and the frustration that comes because of that. That was the first part of the issue. The only solution to that would be to sit down over the course of days, months, however long it takes, and actually learn how to do the thing that you want to learn. That's a sh- that should solve the issue. And that might take months, it might take years, Right? And I didn't want another solution that just creates more work. And so I thought again about what I'm actually trying to achieve. And I realized that I need to just stay in my lane. Usually when someone says stay in your lane, it's said as an insult, right? Uh, You're in someone else's business, you're in someone else's zone. They say, stay in your lanes, stick to what you're good at, stick to what you know. But I kind of hear that expression and think of it in a positive sense. Because if you are an artistic person, if you have ambition as a person, you're most likely someone who finds it difficult to just focus on one thing. And if you're constantly jumping from thing to thing to learn new, to learn new skills, you're not really going to progress in what you are trying to achieve. You're not going to progress in the one thing that's important. For me right now, the one thing that is important is getting better at making YouTube videos and getting better at teaching guitar on YouTube and getting consistent at doing that along with the podcast. That's kind of the main thing right now. My main thing is not sound design, at least not right now. Maybe one day it will be. And so I had to, when I sat down, I remembered, oh yeah, you don't do this yet. This is not something that's in your skill set yet. And as such, it's okay to put that aside for now and don't worry about it so much. Okay, so your YouTube videos won't have, your YouTube videos may not have at this moment the most amazing sound ambiance. But at the end of the day, I'm trying to be an instructor. In fact, I already am an instructor. I'm trying to show people that I'm a very good instructor. And I don't need fancy sounds in the background of my playing. I don't need a very complex score to go with my lesson to prove that I'm a good teacher. And the reason stay in your lane is such a good expression for this type of situation is because the reason I thought I needed to do all of that is because, of course, 
I was looking at some of the uh, YouTube guitarists that inspire me. And they're phenomenal. And I love a lot of things about their different videos. And there's one person in particular who uh, I won't I won't say by name, but his videos, he, he's, he's also a guitarist, he's also an instructor, but his videos have this amazing, amazing sound design behind the lesson. It's, it's phenomenal. And I was trying to be him. I was trying to do the thing that he does. And that's where I messed up so far. It's okay to take inspiration from people, obviously. It's okay to have ambitions to be as good at something as someone else. That There's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, I have to remember what I'm doing and what he's doing are two different things. We're two different people. We have two different lanes. Okay? We have two different lanes. He's not creating videos trying to play the type of music that I play in the way that I play it. And if he did... I'm sure he would be very frustrated because he would be saying to himself, my God, I can't sound exactly like Andre. Um, I don't think anyone has ever thought that or said that, by the way. Uh, I'm not just, I'm not trying to act like I'm some amazing guitarist. But my point is that the thing that I do, the thing that I have to contribute is mine alone. And no other guitarist can do that thing exactly the way that I do it. And... I need to revel in that. I need to, I need to be proud of that. And I need to let that be my thing rather than trying to make my thing something that someone else has as their thing. I'll always be better at playing my music and being me than I will at imitating somebody else. So that reminder to stay in your lane I said it to myself while I was practicing. Stay in your lane. Uh, create the music. Create the music you want to create. Create the lessons you want to create. And then when I reminded myself that, I went back to sound design. I went back to Logic, the, the software I'm using, to create, uh, to attempt to create music. And I just, I, I listened in my head for what what my heart and my ear was telling me I wanted to hear in my music, in my lesson. And that thing was actually fairly simple. It was a simple drum pattern, like, uh, so I'm preparing, I'm preparing to make a YouTube video. I'm preparing to make another lesson. And I wanted some drums behind that lesson. And I thought I had to create this fancy drum thing with synths behind it and transitions like the YouTuber who I'm trying to be like. But when I sat down and just listened to what I want to create for my lesson and how it's going to sound with my guitar playing, that simple drum pattern is what came to my mind. I created that drum pattern fairly, fairly quickly online because I, I figured out how to do that. I then kind of practiced the lesson I want to teach with that drum pattern. And it all locked in. And it was this big eureka moment, you know? 
because everything came together the way it should come together because I wasn't trying to be somebody else. Now, I, I, I don't want this to come off as, as me saying that once you figure out what you're, what you're good at or okay at, or once you figure out what people want, you should then just sit there, be stagnant, repeat the same thing over and over and over again. I'm not saying we should all do that. Because, of course, there is time you should grow. There is time you should evolve. But I think the time for growth and evolution is when it's coming from, a, it's coming from an internal place. You can take inspiration to grow. But when you start the growth process, it has to be from an internal thing. It can't be, I see that thing over there. I want to grow to that. That can't be the, that can't be the mindset because you'll never be the thing over there. Never. It has to be, I see that thing. I'm inspired by that thing. Now I'm going to grow that way. I think, I think that's the way to do it. And just as a quick reminder, a quick reminder that there's nothing wrong with figuring out one thing and doing it really well. Just saw I just saw Top Gun in theaters, Top Gun Top Gun 2, the Tom Cruise movie. I saw that last week. Think about Tom Cruise's movie career, right? I'm not saying Tom Cruise is not a great dramatic actor. I'm not saying Tom Cruise doesn't have any versatility. But think about Tom Cruise's movies and what he's doing nowadays. Top Gun, Mission Impossible, um, movies like this. These fairly high production, running action movies. And whenever we see Tom Cruise in that role, we're like, ah, oh, Tom, man, Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. I love watching Tom Cruise run as fast as he can and jump off of a building. Love it. I love Tom Cruise in a fighter jet, red knuckling it on the wheel and, and just going for it. Has Tom Cruise played dramatic roles other times in his life? Of course he has, right? But what can, what can I learn from Tom Cruise in the second half of his career where he's just focused on kind of being the action do my own stunts Tom Cruise guy? Well, Top Gun 2, I think, is one of, is his highest grossing movie of all time or something like that. It's incredibly high grossing, high gross movie. And all it is is basically a remake of Top Gun 1 with more, um, with better effects. Tom Cruise is playing the same person. Everyone loved it, including me. I really enjoyed it. And if, Tom, and if Tom Cruise made Top Gun 3 and it was the same as Top Gun 2 and Top Gun, Top Gun 1, I would love it again. When he makes Mission Impossible, Mission, Mission Impossible 300, I will watch it and I will enjoy it as much as Mission Impossible 1 and 2 and 3 and so on. So there is certainly something to be said for figuring out what you're good at what you enjoy, 
and what other people enjoy. If you can find, you know, what you enjoy doing, what other people enjoy from you, and what you're good at, if all of those things somewhat overlap, I feel like that's a good place to be in. That's a real good place to be in. You're giving people what they expect and what they like, and you're also doing what you like. I want to conclude by telling a little bit more about my personality and how it relates to this topic. There are, I have noticed there are a lot of people who kind of enjoy doing a lot of new things. One of my friends is like that. He enjoys going to a lot of new places, meeting a lot of new people, trying a lot of different endeavors. He really loves trying different things. And that's great. And it's, it's, it's really inspiring in some sense to see someone who is able to just open up their heart to the world in that way. Like, I'm going to just jump in and try this new thing. And then I'm going to jump in and try this other new thing. And I've met other people like that in my life as well. And this is not a comparison. This is not saying one is better than the other. But that's not me as a person. What I really, really love is when I figure out something and then I can just do that thing and hone that thing and make it really, really, really refined over time. That's what I like doing. I'll give you an example. There are people who would like to travel the world. A lot of people would like to travel the world. That sounds amazing, right? I want to go to Egypt. I want to go to Paris. I want to go to LA. I want to go to Africa. So on and so forth. Why would this person is thinking to themselves, I want to go somewhere different every vacation. So let's say you go on vacation every summer. This summer I'm going to Barbados, but next summer I'm going to go to Egypt and summer after that I'm going to Jamaica, so on and so forth. The f- I went to Madison, Wisconsin for a, a, a language program in 2015. It was in the summer, so it was a summer language program. And since it was the summer and I kind of associated it with a vacation even though I was still in school. But I absolutely loved and love Madison, Wisconsin. And so now, seven years later, the only place I really want to go in this summer, for the most part, is Madison, Wisconsin. Last summer, me and my girlfriend went to Philly, and I really enjoyed Philly. We also went to D.C., and we went to... A few other places, you know, we're in the we're in the Northeast in New Jersey, and you can take the Amtrak train an hour to Philly, a couple hours to DC. So you can go to these different places for like twenty dollars, and it's it's affordable and it's and it's fun. It's an easy it's an easy fun trip. And after I went to four or five different places in, in this area, I realized I like Philly the most. And so now, what do I want to do? I just want to go to Philly. You know, I'm not interested in going. And seeing as much what it's like um, in some other city close by. I want to go to Philly. I want to go to Madison. I don't have this burning desire to see the world or travel different places because I kind of found the things that I like. Now I just want to enjoy liking those things. Let me bring this back to the point of today. I found the type of guitar I like to play. 
I found who I am as an educator to some degree. And now I just want to hone those things. And I think the reason yesterday was so frustrating and the last podcast was so frustrating is because I wasn't able, I wasn't able to sit down and just do my thing. I had to try to do, or I thought I had to try to do something else and someone else's thing. And I think that's also an important realization. I said I was concluding before and then I went on another rant. Here's the actual conclusion. Although it's good to be good at your thing and to hone your thing, which is what I'm trying to do. If you realize you're that person and that's your personality, occasionally, I don't know how often, but every once in a while you have to allow yourself to try something new and to explore something um, in a certain direction. So I think it's good that I explored that thing yesterday. You know, if my girlfriend wants to go somewhere, I think it's good that I go to that place, even though I didn't think to myself I want to go there. Um, Because those experiences end up being useful in ways we would not foresee them to be. So, summary and conclusion, resolution, I'm going to continue to make videos the way that I think I should be making them and based on analytics of YouTube and based on my own vision. So again, I'm I'm looking at audience feedback and I'm using that to help me guide my vision. But I'm not going to just look at some other YouTuber and think to myself, I need to be that person. Not going to do that anymore. I will grow in the direction that I'm supposed to grow in when it's time and when it comes from me and not from trying to be like somebody else. That's today's podcast. Uh, I'll talk to you soon.